Hi everyone! Welcome back to Cuento Cuento Podcast. It's Tessa here. Angela here. And I'm KP. What are y'all eating? Chopau. Chopau. Oh, that's interesting. Good. Chopau, really good. What kind? Pork, chicken. Pork. Oh, pork. Pork. Pork chopau. Yeah. Oh, it's good. We got it. I had my first chopau fresh the other day because normally like we bring them home, and then you eat them, and then you refrigerate them, and they're not as good. But I had one fresh, and it hits different. Mm. Been like freshly baked. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? It's the red meat one, right? Yes. Yeah, red yeah, meat, yeah. Red meat pork. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I am having pan de sal. Mm. Yeah. He's only eating pan de sal because I said I was going to eat pan de sal. So you I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm having it as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that makes you feel better. That would be a KP question. That's me? Yeah. I mean, like a cake crust? You don't know I, different crust for a no, cheesecake? No, I don't. My goodness, you guys. Oreo? Okay, What's yours? <laughs> the traditional graham crust is pretty popular, but you can mm. also do Oreo crust. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've heard of those. Um, yeah. It's pretty much just those two. All right. So, Tessa, we have this beautiful food. In front of us. Baked up. goods. Well, you know what else is some good food? <laughs> Speaking of hot and fresh. <laughs> Speaking of hot and fresh and Filipino. Um... <laughs> you like that layup? You like that layup? There you go. Hey. Um, Bruno Mars is, is in my head today. And it's because he... I want to tell you guys about that time where he held my hand Ooh. and serenaded me. Mm? Ooh. Mm. Mm. Bruno Mars? Yes, Bruno Mars. No, I want to be, I want to be original, unlike you. <laughs> Excuse me. I am eating, I am, I am eating a birthday cake. Oh, nice. <laughs> KP's birthday. Is it, oh is it KP's God. birthday cake? Yeah, it is it's my birthday KP's cake. Birthday cake. I baked it for you and I ate it for you. <laughs> if you know me so well, what kind of cake did you bake me? Um, I baked you a mocha chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mocha chocolate. Yeah, yeah, cake. Okay. Sounds hey, like a party. Gitchy, gitchy, yeah, yeah, da, da. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a marmalade cake. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. Oh, by the way, my favorite cake, cheese. Cheese. Cheesecake. No, cheesecake. I, I thought I it was like. You like cheesecake? Mm -mm. I like cheesecake. Not a fan. It's okay. If it's put in front of me, I'll eat it. Would never request it myself though. What's your favorite crust? Crust? Yeah, crust for the cheesecake. The legend. Um, yeah, so basically, I don't know. I, I was at a concert 
he had a concert. I think it was actually his first show. It was like back circa 2016, I think. Um, and it was the first show of his tour. It was at the Ryzen Center in DC. And um, it was kind of funny because it was like a lot of like older Caucasian people that were there that were like in the very front um, area. And my uncle um, worked for Ticketmaster at the time. So there were these seats that were in that section um, that we don't really know. I have no idea what happened, if they canceled, if they dropped, if something happened. But um, they were like, we have something here that's not supposed to be here. And it was four tickets and I went, I was family of four. So it was me and my brother, my mom and my stepdad. And we all went. And like I said, it was me with all these like older people who were just like sitting in the crowd. Bruno was, he was having a great old time. He was performing. He could tell he was on fire. The band, his bands are always very good. Um, he's very much a performer. His band is always very, very good. Um, but these people were sitting and you could tell Bruno, he was like on stage, he was trying, he was looking, he was trying to connect with someone. So I wanted to be that person, mm. obviously. And he just, he goes out and he gets kind of close to me. So I run towards the stage and I stretch out my hand and he takes it in his. And for what seems like eternity, he serenaded me. And then later, my mother informed me that it was about five seconds. But <laughs> five seconds more than you. <laughs> five seconds in um, heaven is still yeah. It's still heaven. Yeah. He, but yeah, it was nice. He had a very soft hand. Don't know. Do with that what you will. And um, yeah, that was my Bruno Mars experience. It was good, and his his whole concert was really good. I think he actually brought a girl on stage at one point. Oh, mm-hmm. what song was he singing when he serenaded you? Just the way you are. Mm-hmm. I love that song. It's a good one. When I see your face. Yeah. So that was my Bruno that was story. A southern, southern version of. Bruno Mars. When I see your face. Not one thing that I will change. Oh, was that you trying to do Cockney again? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Just the way you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before we started recording, um, me and Angela were doing British accents. (laughs) He wanted to like be a part of it, so he started doing his accent. We're doing Cockney. We're doing Cockney. And then it started morphing. We're doing Cockney over here, y'all. Are we doing Cockney? This is my Cockney. Professionally trained. This is a decent Cockney accent at best. And then KP deals. Huh? Nothing. Are we doing cockney? I just love saying the word cockney. Wait, wait. So it's like when I see your face, it's not a thing I wouldn't change. Girl, you're amazing. Just the way you are. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change. Mm -mm. change. Just the way you are. Let's just do like an accent. Oh no! <laughs> I can do one accent. 
<laughs> you can barely do one. I can do American oh, yeah, accent, kind of. That's it. Oh, the, oh Tagalog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm born here. I'm born here. Why do I have accent? Because I'm born, I'm born here in the States. In the, it's re- States? <laughs> in the States? In the States. In the United of the States. Mm. The United One. You know, not the un- not United One. The not United One. What is that? That is a what? What is that? That's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I am not that one. I am the other one. The other one. I mean, like, so, I mean, if we're going on a tangent right now, like, I mean, I you develop accents when you're, like, when you're around a certain thing. And for me, like, I developed a Tagalog accent. I never had a Tagalog accent, but I developed one um, particularly because, um, like, between middle school and high school, um, I was influenced a lot by, like, getting into more, like, of my Filipino heritage, but in a weird way. It was through, like, Filipino comedy. Um, not Joe Coy. No, Joe Coy. Mm. See, okay. I, I have a hot take about Joe Coy, but let me do this one Ooh, first. Okay. Ooh, okay. But first of all, <laughs> Um, the, 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 like the, the number one Filipino comic at the time during, during my high school times, uh, was Rex Navarrete. And he had a lot of really interesting jokes and stuff like that, that were very Filipino-esque, like they're, they're Filipino centric. So, um, and he'd use an accent a lot. So that's where I developed my Tagalog accent. I just kept listening to him (laughs) and kind of like, because like a, a lot of it's, um, a lot of the, the 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 comedy that he'd use would be self-reflective. So, like, if he used the comedy, he'd talk about his family. And then you'd look at your own family, and I'm like, hmm, my uncle does talk like that. That's like, oh, my auntie mm. is like that. And then you kind of just like, okay, I can copy that um, because you know the reference point. It's like, oh, when you're talking about your aunt, you're really talking about everyone's aunt who's <laughs> Filipino. <laughs> um, so that's that's how I developed it. Now, my hot take with Joe Coy is, in my opinion, I don't think Joe Coy is a Filipino comic. I think he's a comic who happens to be Filipino. Um, It's just because a lot of his jokes are like, I mean, they're centric to like, I know a lot of his jokes are centric to his mom, but it's more just his experience growing up. Um, If anything, I I would even say this. I think he's a Long Beach comic. And that means he's a comic that derives a lot of his experience in growing up here in Southern California, particularly in the Long Beach area. So that's that's my hot take with Joe Coy. I don't I don't think he's yeah I don't think he's a Filipino comic. Like he his his humor is just basically what his mom does, but he's not really like like a Filipino born sort of jokester comic. I mean. And a lot of his jokes have nothing to do with actually being Filipino. Like mm-hmm. later, like he's, I feel like he opens them with that. And then later <sighs> in the set, it's just, it's more just his experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see that. I think there are definitely some jokes that he has that are for Filipinos, but not, it's not overall. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's, he's like the Filipino, like it's a Filipino American experience. He's, he has like jokes mm. about like nursing and stuff like that. Um, or even Asian American, like he might be more considered Asian American than he would be Filipino, in terms mm. of his in in terms of his like theme of comedy. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's not a bad comic. Hot take with me again. I don't like Joe Coy as a comic. I don't think he's that funny. <laughs> like he's okay. Like yeah, he has man. like one or two videos that are funny. But yeah, but yeah, he's experiential. I like as a like like. 
comedy for me, like the experiential comedy, like this is what happened to me. Like Gabriel Iglesias is a little bit like that. Um, I think that he was funnier before than he is now because now, um, now he's an entertainer. I don't necessarily see even like like um, like um, Fluffy as like he's more experiential because when he's on stage, he just talks about the experience, and his experiences tend to be funny, but they're not as funny as his previous jokes when he first started. Um, mm. But he's more he's definitely an entertainer because when people see him, he can entertain a crowd. But I like I'm hard pressed to start like to continue to call him a comedian as he was before. Like he's definitely changed. Um, and like, I don't know, like, I think, I, I think in that regard, like fame definitely changes you. I think, uh, there were some, um, hot takes from other people that basically say that, like, if you're going to listen to somebody like whether in comedy or music, um, <clears throat> always trying to listen to the, their first or second album after their third album, like they're just talking about how hard, like their awesome life is. Because that's all they talk about. They just talk about like, oh, it's like, oh, it's so hard with like with my private jets and like my parties every night and my like. Um, I don't know. I think if we're talking about albums, I think Lover was Taylor Swift's best album, and that was like like what her fifth or sixth at that point. Taylor Swift is different because Taylor Swift. Um, Here's my hot. Oh, okay. Another hot take. This is—it's just hot I right now. I love Taylor, so be careful. No, all, all I'm saying, I don't—I don't hate Taylor Swift. I don't hate Taylor Swift, but I mean, a lot but of the albums. As an no, as an artist, as an artist, I appreciate Taylor Swift because she puts the experiential like to practice in in terms of her music. In that, like as an artist, um, for example, my book, The Love Manifesto, that I published. Shout out to World Stage Press. Okay. Um, yeah, um, but I wrote my first book called the love manifesto and it's the one, it's the time I really, like when I was writing that book, um, I found out the importance of writing from your experience because that whole Mm -hmm. book was just basically like me trying to get into like relationships and things like that. And the things that I learned in trying and failing and all that other stuff, but Mm -hmm. in all that stuff and all the heartbreak, like I I wrote some of the best poems that I, that I have in that season. That being said, Taylor Swift is like, like she can do a master class in creating an album from from breakups, because she is so good at it that she can write like she can write platinum albums, um, from breaking up with a boyfriend, <laughs> and that it just goes to show that like in terms of like artists like it she really knows how to tap into the emotion and interpret it into a song into an experience into something that a crowd can um a crowd or a an audience can relate to so that's why i like her because she it's coming from a at least personally for her a genuine place um a lot of her music um but there's a lot of experience with like breakups and heartaches and emotions and stuff like that as well too so yeah well i think the thing that's interesting about like songwriting just like being a songwriter myself is it is and this is what I've gathered from a lot of other songwriters is it's so much easier to write about angry emotions as opposed to sad emotions but that's one other thing I do want to say about Taylor is like lover and a lot she has a lot of hit songs that aren't about relationships though like shake it off shake it off was a hit and that had nothing to do with relationships really the lyrics say shake 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 it wait (laughs) wait Noise. I mean, look at the lyrics. It's more. It was more about like haters, though. It's not really about it's still a relationship. Like her, 
Okay, so you're saying as opposed to, like a relationship, not just a romantic relationship. I, I but would, then what's up? I would say all relationships, like a relationship with like your parent, a relationship with a friend. Like a lot of songs have come up from from those uh, from from those types of relationships. A relationship is yeah. basically a connection with another human being. And yeah, but it's not just breakups though. That's my point. Yeah, it's not just okay. Okay, we no okay. We're on the same lines in okay, terms of that. I was, yeah, yeah. as long as I was like, I just want okay. to clarify. Okay, so, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, um, but yeah, I will say though, like even though the reason why <coughs> it's just easier to write about, and I'm sure like in any art form, well, I don't know, it could be different per person, but just for hmm. me and from people that I've experienced, is it's easier to write about things that you're angry about or that you're that you're obsessed with, obsessed upset with pissed Mm. off at like things like that as opposed to something that you're happy about because i don't know it's just i feel like it's more cathartic to write about things that are upsetting and it's hard to have as such strong emotions um when it's something happy so i find that like a lot of so and that's something that i've been trying to work with and trying to actively write things that aren't about other people that aren't about like my relationships with other people more Mm. so like my relationship with myself Mm. and like self-image and things like that and see what manifests where that comes from okay yeah i mean in in that regard like i I do see like the idea of like um like on that same strain the the idea of art as therapy um i think Mm -hmm. that like in your lines you're talking about like coming from anger coming from being upset um i i think a lot of times like even for myself like when i'm upset i tend to want to create because mm-hmm. um but usually when you're upset it's 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 kind of a boiling point type scenario where you're just i need a release um and i usually a lot of times especially when people are are going through um difficult things seasons within their lives a lot of like a lot of times I would tell them in terms of therapy, in terms of getting over it, is just like do something, create something out of it instead of mm-hmm. letting it boil out in inside of you, let it boil out of you and get it and get it out in the open. Because there's a lot of um, and I use the word a lot, um, but therapy, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can work out once you see it in front of you. Whereas when it's inside, it's it's hard to it's mm-hmm. hard to manage the, the managerial aspect of managing your emotions when on the inside it's harder i think as artists it's it's nicer when you can see it out in the open you can see what your emotions really look like whether it's on paper whether it's a poem whether it's a um like whether it's like um like a monologue and then just kind of seeing it and seeing it's like well that was what was in me and you can get to the point where you you start to um you 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 can start to um like assess it you can start to mm-hmm. see it's like oh what things are unhealthy for me to keep what things can i keep and 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 use as kind of a jumping off point for like okay i've learned my lesson in this part in this part of my life so it, it it's really nice to be able to do that um and yeah as 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 an artist i i appreciate the fact that i found an outlet in art um mm-hmm. because i had a lot of emotions welling inside of me so like i had no one i had friends but sometimes you're talking to a friend, they have no freaking idea. Like, friends can only go so far sometimes. Then, like, you you just get to the point where, like, you're just beating them up with your words because they don't understand what you're going through. You don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah no, I get 
that's actually an interesting st- thing because like your art, because you understand your art and art will understand and you can get it out without, because sometimes when you're talking, sorry, I keep starting and stopping my sentences, but <laughs> sometimes when you are, when you are talking to someone, they, and even if it's someone you really care about, they'll mm-hmm. say they understand or they'll just kind of nod because they don't want to make you feel bad. Yeah. Or, and yeah, and it's like, I don't know, you want, art is something that you can't fake. So that's an interesting take on that. Yeah, it's very genuine in that regard. Unless you're lying to yourself, then that's a different thing, but. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) I think for me, like, especially when I have, like, experiences, I tend to just write, like, the fantasy version of it. Mm. Like, how I wish it would go, or, like, what I wish I would have said, or, you know, stuff like that and that's why I write fiction (laughs) and that's why I have to check myself because I have like sometimes I idealize a person or a situation Mm. and then I'm like wait like this is just a writer in me working and this is not how that person really is or whatever Um, so now that I'm like getting older I'm like realizing that more but then now I'm like trying to monetize it like I'm trying to (laughs) get that money yeah right like all these guys who are just acting like a fool like I'm gonna make money off of this like I'm gonna write books about you and nice stand Um, by name but don't give them any of the money (laughs) just change your name they don't need to know them yeah Yeah. they will never know because they can never see themselves in anything that's why you say the name you say the name like it's like the opposite like they think everything is about them like oh is this me is this about me i'm like i'm like sure if you think so like i mean who cares (laughs) you know yeah oh i've actually written something about someone and i've given it to that person and they he didn't he didn't know it was about him but he he what did he say Oh my god! No, he he didn't know like it was about him, but he's just like he. I don't want to say the details of it because um, it's still in development. But oh. it's it's literally like his his character, and then the other character is me. But then I I gave it to him to read, mm-hmm. and then he was just like, "Oh yeah, it's good. Like I can really relate to it and stuff." And so I was just like, "You relate yeah, to you better relate to it you." <laughs> of course, you relate. Yeah. But like that's like kind of like my um my thrill in life now is to write about people and then give it to them to read without. <laughs> I love. So what do you think that. about this character? I think he's a jerk. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Because mm, I wrote it about you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like savage, literary <clears throat> savage, right here. Yeah, like I like one of my first books. He'll never be listening to this anyways. But oh yeah, there you go. About, um like one of my good friends and then I, he probably didn't even read it but I gave him the book I was like hey read this <laughs> tell me what you think he didn't read it <laughs> just so he like you know when a guy doesn't care he really doesn't care so wow. I'm like, that's some mm. truth you're spitting something like, different now when a guy doesn't care he really doesn't I'm gonna say yeah. when a person so, doesn't care I'm gonna say not just guys but well I feel like guys really when 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 their interest is there it's there yeah. and when it's not it's really they don't fake it yeah um and i would say that for like guys like i've seen that with like guys regardless of like age race gender like it's just it's a general trait that i've seen throughout men that is more prevalent in men as opposed to women 
yeah. that women are not so so if so if a, if a girl is interested well hold on I just want to make so if a guy is a girl will fake it okay. yeah a girl like yeah it would be nice a girl would, would like a girl would generally care for you but, but then a girl um, would also fake caring for you more than a guy would not like fake it I think so I think so it's more like it's more just like they'd try put in a little bit more effort or like, like I like women are just more caring in general but guys I feel like they're they're really their their interest is just super super clear yeah I feel I feel like it what it is is guys are more one or the other where they really care they really don't where girls are more in the middle they can kind of swim around in that area a little bit is it a possibility um and I and I I ask from supposed um experience okay that a that a per that a that a woman a girl who's not who is interested will be very interested, but a, a woman, what a girl who is not that interested, would feign interests, um, for uh, for the um, for the manipulation aspect. Basically, it's like I'm not interested in you, but I can get something out of you. Oh yeah, I think girls can do that. Like I think girls can sense <clears throat> when someone likes them, and then. Also, it's like that attention. Yeah, I would say it's more not like what can I get out of you, but I think it is more like the attention. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because but, I mean, I've, it's yeah. Like also, okay. like some girls are just like, like yeah, if I need this, I can just go to this guy because he's always there. For That's me. what I'm saying. Because I, I, I sadly in my formative years used to be that guy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I heard so bad. Bad face. So, KP, would, so like, say, um, because you're interested in that girl, the same things that you did for that girl, would you do it for a girl that you're not interested <laughs> in at all? Like, zero? No, I agree with you guys. I think if a guy's not interested, I was like, I'm not interested. I'm not going to do it. The yeah, only yeah. way I would do it is, is if I was a friend with that girl. Like, I was like, I'd do the same thing for you because we're friends. But if we're not mm -hmm. even friends, why would I do anything? Um, like, and then the only other thing, and I think this is not, be not because I'm a guy, but because I'm a decent person. It's like, I would, I would think about doing it for another person who I'm not interested in because I want to see them win. Like, it's more just like, I'm a very underdog supportive person. Like if I see that, like you're mm -hmm. trying to do something and you you kind of feel like <clears throat> the underdog, I will support, I would want to support you. Oh yeah. So I'm more just like, Hey, like. I think it's because I felt like an underdog for so much of my life that if I see another one, I was just like, hey, no, nah, you can do it. Like, I support this. Like, I, I And, like, if there's anything I can do to give you a sporting chance, like, I would want to do it. Um, so that would be the only other thing. But I, I, I agree with you in, in terms of just, like, if a guy's not interested, you're not going to do nothing. If a, if a guy is interested, yeah. Here's the thing with guys is... Guys are simple. They, we can sometimes be simple creatures, in that oh, yeah, we, we can have multiple. Yeah. We can have multiple interests, or I would even say levels of interest. Um. So we can, and then like, it it, it sounds bad, but it's just like, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I can have levels of interest. It's like, well, I like this girl. I like this girl more. Mm -hmm. I like this girl the most. But it's it's more like kind of um. It, it's more like game theory. Like, you don't, like, you try not to shoot for the best, you shoot for the middle. Mm 
because you shoot from the middle because everyone's trying to go for the best. No one's going for the worst. Oh, yeah. wait, I have a question. Sure. So one time this guy was telling me that, okay, this is not, this is more of a PG-13 rated R question, but this guy was like, yeah, the most average looking girls get the most dick. What do you guys feel about that? Because he was trying to make me feel better because, like, I wasn't, I didn't have any prospects. Sure. I don't, so I don't just, know. I don't <clears throat> think it's just for girls. I think for people in general, like, you see, it's going to make me sound really mean. But you see all these, like, quote, unquote, ugly slash average people, and they have relationship after relationship. What are you trying to say? Just, what are you not saying? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're just, like, <laughs> because it's just, like, like okay here's a human there you go but like mm. with people okay i'm gonna stop talking because it makes me i'm feeling crazy. attacked no, no i know i know what you're saying though like i know what you're saying I, well it's it's it's, it's, it's I, a question i think with yeah. guys like it is kind of game theory ish in that like to guys not all guys i'm not trying to like but to some guys who are into the game it becomes a numbers game is how we're PG thirteen straight up, right? I'm still gonna use metaphors though. Um, they just <laughs> they just want to see how much pipe they can lay. Yeah, they can see what they yeah. can catch. So if like yeah, so it's just like not everyone's gonna go for like like the biggest catch because it's the hardest one. Sometimes no one goes for the biggest catch. Yeah, that's game, but that, that's the idea of game theory. The idea of game theory is no one goes for the biggest one because everyone's going to go for it. So if you go for the straight middle, you'll have a better chance because there's less competition. It's, the econ yeah. brain is okay. like sparking up in my head. So guys do that, mm. that same thing too. They go for the middle mm. because they know that their, their odds and their chances are a lot higher. I would say this though. There are some guys out there just by nature of being guys and also – um, in certain natures of being like, like average, will continually shoot for the top. Um, I think that the, uh, in in this regard, in this regard, I think that this is. Um, and I've 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 had friends that told me this, that um, that it might be one of my problems. Well, I don't know if they call it a problem. They just call it like it's a characteristic of mine. In that when I shoot, I always shoot for the top. I don't shoot for like I had a friend, a good yeah. friend, a good, great friend. And she was not trying to be offensive or anything is just like she literally told me it's just like your standards are so high. Um, And that's why like and that's why you're you don't have anyone because you really shoot for the top. But it's like yeah. why lower standards like that's yeah. my mentality. So I, I completely see where you're coming from. Yeah. Like I understand the problems that <clears throat> occur with it. But also like I don't think you should shoot for anything lower if that isn't what would ultimately make ultimately make you the most happy, you know, because mm -hmm. some people are content with that middle ground. Some people are content and I'm not saying middle ground as in like the quality of person, but I'm saying middle ground as in the quality of the relationship. So okay. some people are content with that middle ground and having just like Angela saying a person. But I think when it's like shooting for standards and having high standards, it's kind of like you want to have the best possible relationship. You don't want to be faking anything in the relationship. Yeah. And I think that's the difference almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like my friend, like my friend said the same thing to me. My friend. <laughs> literally my, she's like my best friend since middle school and she's like andrew the guys that you're that you like are just too they're 
like you can't always shoot for looks. And I'm like, why <laughs> someone that I'm not attracted to? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, no, no. One of my friends was like, we were swiping on Tinder. This is real quick. We were swiping on Tinder and she was like, stop being such a slut. And like, she was joking, obviously, but it's because I kept swiping just like really hot guys. And I was like, thank you. Like, yeah, like know. what do you expect? Like, I'm yeah. not going to date a guy that I can't even look at. I'm like, oh, yeah. don't touch me there. And then, like, whenever, like, they're not gross. They're just, like, not as no, attractive like, as I'm not, Like, you know, they're not slimy. Friend, I'm like, this guy, I, like, I actually met him on Tinder. Sure. And then, like, he, like, he ended it. And then my friend was like, you know what? He was just too good looking and stuff like that. I'm like, what? What? what do you think of me then? <laughs> but I feel like if you, if you're not, gonna be like what tessa said if you're not gonna be happy with something less than what you want then why go why waste your time on it i waste yeah. your time and why waste their time you know i always go back to my tim tebow story and <laughs> tim tebow really waited for the perfect person that like people were saying oh she's too she was too beautiful for you like she's miss universe like oh she's too like that like Oh, she's a Christian. Why don't you just go with her? But he was like, I want a specific person. What did mm -hmm. he get? He got his Miss Universe. He mm. got his sweet Christian girl. Mm. He got his, mm. his girl who also loves um, children with special needs, which is his charity. Like he got the perfect woman for him and he waited for a long, long time. Oh, I'm so happy I'm hearing this. I've never heard the yeah. story. I'm going to yeah, be, so, I'm going to be I the devil's advocate. I'm going to be the devil's advocate in that story. Of course you will In be. that Tim Tebow had a larger um, market resource. It's an economics question. In that, Again, game theory. I'm just saying, back to game theory. It's an economics question. I'm just saying that he had more supply than most other people do. So why don't you rack up your supply? Excuse me? He, <laughs> he, he worked to get his supply. Like I'm he, just saying. He didn't just like twiddle his thumbs. He he kept going. He kept moving on with his life. He was the best version of himself that he could be. And then when it was, then the time was no, right. No, I'm, I'm I'm no, I'm talking about I'm talking about global reach. Like in terms of like Tim Tebow is like a, he's a global phenomenon. I mean, the yeah, only other Korea Pauls right. out there that are out there, like, they're, most of them are in the Philippines, and they're not me. They're just other Korea Pauls. <laughs> no, like, that was his dream. I'm not saying that you have to marry a Miss Universe. I'm not saying but I like, don't want to marry Miss Universe. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I'm saying, like, that was his standard, and mm -hmm. he kept... He was he was headstrong with it. And with you, I think whatever your standard is, the, the ramen girl, the, the girl who likes to talk on the phone, the girl who... Like who, Christian know, standards, ABG looks, yeah. Standard, you know. Ooh, ABG looks. Okay. It's so bad. Okay. No, it's so bad. Okay. I actually don't like okay. it about myself, but I tend to really, like, I tend to really side to, like, very, like, ratchet, like, looking, like, Filipino girls. And I don't say ratchet in a bad way. It's just, like, I, I there's something raw about, like, a semi-gangsta looking, like, I don't know. I just like that. It's Christian a little bit more. Girl. <laughs> how you find a ratchet-looking ABG Christian girl that don't exist? <laughs> you never know. Standards, not. No, Katie. That's my point. You have to wait. I'm waiting. I'm not doing nothing. Like I'm not doing like. I'm not trying to like. You have to yeah. keep a positive attitude. Cause he yeah. kept a positive attitude. He's like, she's out there for me, and okay. I'm gonna wait. So that's your for you. Your mentality is like. This girl doesn't exist. 
You have to change your mindset. That this girl this exists. This girl exists. She exists. Yes. Speak She's it. Speak there. it into the world. She exists. I mean, this is just me scratching. I'm not crying, okay? Like, <laughs> like, um, uh, mm, okay. <laughs> and the guy for me exists too. And the guy for Tessa exists. They all exist. It's just timing. And I will die on this hill <laughs> with my Tim Tebow metaphor. Oh, <laughs> it was a decent one. It's I mean, a look, it's a great, it's a great, on. it's a great metaphor. Look, like yeah. of of all the things, of of all the things in terms of the metaphor, I mean, I do appreciate it as well too. Um, it is why, and I, I I also agree with you, Tessa. This is like it doesn't make sense to lower standards. Um, yeah. And I'm 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 more under the mentality is like if I can't find that person, then it's like not worth finding anyone less. So I would exactly. rather be single than find anything less than that. And I I have just gotten to a point where I'm I'm kind of content just being single also. So it's just like I'm okay with it. Rather that than being with the wrong person. Heck yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't Unless you wanna sell more books and write more books, you deal with these characters. Oh yeah, you know, if I want to write another book, yeah, I'll I'll date someone for like six months and then break up and then cry. <laughs> And then write another book, I guess so. All right, and, or yeah. or something, or we can write a or we can write a screenplay about it. In or weave it in to drive, me crazy. In to drive me crazy. <laughs> we can. I do... have high hopes for Jackie. Oh well, I have high hopes that you'll find somebody for me. We will. <laughs> Oh. Uh-huh. No, it's so funny. Like it's so like I I humor myself so much. Mm. But I keep I keep journals, so I have like I have receipts of all of my foolishness. So last year, <laughs> like um yeah, I think it was September of last year. I literally wrote in my journal, "Girl, next year you're going to be engaged. September 2020 you're going to be engaged or something." Okay, to be fair, 2020 just threw you a curveball. So no, like exact, like it's like the most bottom of all. Like I can't even meet people now, and I expected myself to be engaged at this time. Like I was just, I was just throwing it in the air. But um, and then a lot of people were like, "Oh, a lot can happen in a year." Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot did lot. happen in a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been half a year, fam. Totally so been it's half like, a year, yeah. I really tried to manifest it, and it didn't work. <laughs> Which disproves the point that I made <laughs> in my whole rant about Tim Tebow. I mean, but, not um, like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but I guess it's like, don't be delusional. Like, keep it, keep it like, keep it workable, mm-hmm. but don't give up on the general idea of it. Mm-hmm. And just don't be like next year, September twenty first, two thousand twenty. <laughs> engaged I had keep a, it vague I had keep a, it vague and positive yeah I had a symbol a uh, similar circumstance also happened like I was going like like one of those like end of year like new year new year's eve new year's day or whatever like like church services in LA and then um the uh the person speaking that that day was just like he was talking about all this stuff I was like what if you stop like like you know like dating around and stuff like that I was like that's not me that's totally not me he's talking to someone else but then he said something about like see it's just like you can't like like it, it was totally like basically like don't keep to your own expectations like 
keeps up with like God's expectations. And then he said, it's like, mm. like, what if next year you're still single? Like this time next year, you're still single. Would you be okay with that? And I was just like, I feel like that was a question for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, if you're still he single next you. year, this time next year, would you still be okay with it? And I was like, yeah, like nothing else I can do about it. It's fine. Like, I guess. But, I mean, I guess it would suck. I don't even know if it would suck. It would just, like, be like, well, okay. I'm... It's, like, usual. It's, like, default, I feel. Yeah. I'm speaking on my own, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would just be, like, it's fine. It's okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not, but, yeah, in, in that in that regard, I'm just, like, I'm not in a hurry to get anything done in terms of just, like, in terms of, like, the, the, the stereotypical, not stereotypical, but the regular stuff, like, getting engaged or does anyone even go steady anymore? Like, is that a thing still? No one uses that wording what? anymore. Oh, what did but... it say? <laughs> I mean, like, look, like, like it kind of ages out. me, man. It's like freaking like back in the 70s or it's something. It's like but... I'm seeing some of your, like, yeah, I'm like seeing your age come out, not with your looks, but with your Oh, with my words. attitude. Absolutely. Like, I'm old man. No, no, your word choice. Your word choice. People don't um, go steady no more. What is the What is the term that you use? Going folks... steady. And it's cute um, though, right? I, I I like the I like the term still, to go steady. I have very the court no. The relationship is, but yeah. not steady. They're all rocky. I mean, I oh no, we're exclusive. Like is exclusive Netflix and chill. Oh, um, exclusive would be like the idea that we're just like. So it's going steady is like before you have like a boyfriend. It's before you're actually an item, right? No, it's when you're an item and you're not seeing anyone else oh. anymore. So wouldn't it be exclusive? But are you a boyfriend and girlfriend at that point? Yeah, at that point, you're not just boyfriend and girlfriend, oh. but you decide not to see anyone else, and you're just like, okay, it's just us. That's going well, steady, right? Like... That's going steady, and I feel like that means exclusive. That's yeah. exclusive now, right? It's like, oh, we're exclusive. Yeah. We're not seeing no one. Like, it's just you and me until one of us decides to buy a ring. Right? Yeah, I think exclusive would be the word. Okay. So, yeah. But... But do you, if you're going steady, do you guys have to be boyfriend, girlfriend, or? At this point, you've been, basically. You've At been. this point, you've been. Yeah. So when you say, oh, I'm go we're going steady, it basically means it's like, oh, we stopped dating around. We stopped, like, looking for anyone else. It's just you and me until until someone, like, buys a, like, $5,000 ring, $10,000, But you can be, I f okay. I feel you like, though, you could be exclusively dating and not be boyfriend, girlfriend, though. Do you think people are romantic anymore? Oh. Like people aren't really romantic. <sighs> I think I think romance is just I think the 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 um the actions of romance have become have become different. I think yeah. the general idea of romance is still there. But the way it's shown, the way it's shown is, has changed. Yeah. yeah. The way it's shown has changed. Yes. Yeah. I think I think romance in in this like in this day and age is 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 just the idea of creativity and serendipity. It's like how 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 many like like romance nowadays is can I make a YouTube video out of this that'll get a million views because <laughs> it's so cute. That's yeah. rom that that's I people's ideas of romance. It's just like oh like I wanted like basically I want to surprise my fiance so I did this whole thing and blah 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 and there's like cameras everywhere and then. Oh, we got this little gazebo, and I lit all these candles up, and it looks so cute. And then everyone's like hashtagging it, and everyone's just like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that?" That's <laughs> that's romance nowadays. Romance is, is it? Can it be like? Is it so cute that it can be viral? I that's just my opinion. Like, 
It's also very strange, like a performance yes. on Instagram and stuff like that. What were you going to say, Tessa? But is that is that real romance, though? Like, I don't think that's real romance. Like, is it if it's for show, like, I feel like that doesn't count. Well, what is yeah, it? I mean, it does, but, like, I don't know. show, like, I feel like that's why I'm asking. Like, yeah, what is romance, then? Show? Like, what would you find romantic? I think I'm very, like, old-fashioned where I would love just, like, chocolate and to have, like, a picnic in a park oh, and, like, gosh. like things. Like, if you wrote a song about me, 10 out of 10 oh, wow. would happen. Like, stuff like – so, like, your creativity, I agree with, but I think, like – I think the whole showy aspect of it is not romantic, personally. And I love attention. I love like attention and being in front of people, but I don't think that's necessarily romantic. Mm -hmm. I like when someone is like personal, like they, they add a personal touch, like they remembered something. Like I remember you saying this and then it's like a bunch mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. thoughtfulness. Remember like when I said yeah. this crazy thing and then mm -hmm. now he's like making a big deal or something like, you know, like a, like an inside yeah. joke. Sort of he remembered thing. that I liked the color green and then he gave me a shirt that was green. <laughs> oh my God. And it was the best. Yeah, um, guys, yeah. just so you know, my laptop is about to die um, in like five minutes and I can't plug it in because my mic is plugged into that port. Oh. So. All right. So we might have to wrap it up. Right. So you know who's very romantic? Adam Driver. E. Adam Driver is the most romantic. Actually, this, this is a true story. Like, if you look up how he treats his wife, oh. it's just so like so sweet. Oh. Um, He's married in real life. He's married. Yeah. He like one time like he was he was taking pictures on the red carpet. This is a super quick story. And then the, the photographers were like, "Oh, we just want you like get your wife out of the picture." And then he's like, "No." And then he like pulled her hand nope. and then he walked away with her. Hey, oh my okay. god, that's so sweet. Anyways, so gotcha. yeah, be romantic like cool. Adam ever. Oh, um, thank you for tuning in to Quinta Quinta Podcast. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. See you next time.